You're listening to the DFS On Deck Podcast, brought to you by LineStar, the top-rated DFS tool set and number one companion for DraftKings, FanDuel, and Yahoo Daily Fantasy. Go LineStar Premium now at LineStarApp.com. Now, here are your hosts, fantasy baseball experts, Joe Pizzapia and Chris Meany. Hey, yo, what's up, everybody? It's me, Joey V, Joe Pizzapia, and welcome to On Deck right here on the Line Star app. It's me, it's Chris Meany, and it's the weekend edition, baby. We got afternoon games, we got night games, we got everything you can imagine. I'm sure there'll be some weather in there, too, is going to ruin some weekends, but... We're going to give you the preview and everything you need to know uh, and need to know to do the right thing. There you go. How's that for a start? Boy, oh it's boy. the weekend, baby. It's the weekend, and I had a little bit too much uh, fun <laughs> on vacation this week. I told you. Too much butterbeer at the Harry Potter experience. And, uh, Sounds amazing. <laughs> that's right. I'm a wizard. Did you know that, by the way? I actually got accepted to Hogwarts. Uh, but I decided to turn pro instead. It was a whole big thing. I decided not to go to school and just bypass and went straight to being a wizard because that's where the money is, Chris. The TFS wizard. <laughs> yeah, right. That's a good. Uh, you know what? I'm just glad that you and I are one of those teams that doesn't have like a witty nickname between them. Like, you know, it's like I'm not a guru or a wizard or a yeah, oh, yeah. TFS maven. Or the, no disrespect to any of those fake doctors or fake whatever's out there. <laughs> <laughs> I was going to go there. Um, man, one of my first, one of my first interviews. Doctor of baseball, fantasy doctor this. Or, okay. Yeah, one of my first interviews um, in fantasy, I was uh, interviewing an expert after one of their big experts drafts, and I, um, I introduced him as their real name. <laughs> that was a mistake. That was a mistake. There you go. Mistake. We put our real names attached to these things. You know why? Because we're not afraid. <laughs> That's right. That's right. We are not, and we are not afraid because scared money don't make money. We're going to make some. So let's start with Saturday, Chris. Uh, let's start with the afternoon games, too. At 2 o'clock, we got Jose Barrios locking up with the Orioles and Dan Straley. Barrios is going to be chalk in the afternoon slate and cash. I'm fine with it. I got no issue in this whatsoever. Barrios at home. Sign me up. I'm good. Chalk it up. Maybe you win some money with the right situation there, but he's my favorite pitcher of the afternoon. How about you? Of course, yeah, absolutely. Well, because Strasburg's I mean, on there too, and so is Glass now, but he is going against the Red Sox. But. Yeah, no, it's just such a good matchup, Joe. That's 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 what it's all about. Yeah, I, I agree with you there. And, you know, again, you have to look at the other pitcher, and Minnesota bats are going to be expensive. They're going to be chalky, but for Straley, 14 innings, 21 hits, 14 earned runs, yeah. seven homers, six walks, and only six strikeouts. You might so. just go twins. You might just get a Twinkie lineup in there. It's going to be it's going to be tough to do, but like we talked about on Friday's show, maybe you take some of the lesser twins in there. Maybe you take the yeah. Kepler instead of the Plonko. Maybe you're taking yeah. those guys, the auxiliary guys that are going to just be byproducts of the good offense, especially against a weak pitcher like Straley. But looking at the other cash game guys on the slate, we have Glass now going up against Boston. Price was bumped on Friday night uh, to Saturday. And look, I mean, in terms of Glass now, he's been brilliant. I mean, it's hard to argue. And I'm, I have no worries about sending him out there against the Red Sox, but it's not as safe a cash no. game play as Barrios. So, I'm um, no. sorry, it's just not. And, and Strasburg, God bless him, you know, <laughs> like he's always that guy. The matchup is, is decent on paper against Lauer and the Padres, but I'm not running out there to, to have him over Barrios either. 
No, Barrios is he's the play. He, and again, he's got the best matchup head to head in terms of pitchers. You know, his offense is going to do enough to give him some support, and he's just been good anyways. And you know, over the course of his short career, he's been really good at home. So I, I like that as as a cash game play, as a tournament play, and hammer the Twins on the money line. Pick them by two if you want to get better odds. Like they're going to be able to score some runs, and they have a good shot to get a get a W here. All right, now where are you looking in terms of stacks in the afternoon too? Are we going back to the well with the Blue Jays against Brett Anderson and the Vlad Guerrero train continuing to roll? Are we going to go to the Nationals against Eric Lauer? Or are we going to, you know, kind of roll into, maybe, dare I say, we we go back into the the Philadelphia well if you get that into the 6 o'clock hour game sometimes depending on how they uh, chop that up, also in play in the afternoon. How do you feel about these stacks out there in the afternoon Saturday games. I'm going to pick, I'm going to go the other way in the Toronto and Oakland. I know we were heavy J's on Friday, but I'm going to, uh, I'm going to be heavy A's against Aaron Sanchez. That's and you fair. look at Sanchez and yeah, you see some numbers there. I mean, so far 2.77 ERA, but his XFIP is near five. The walks 5.54 walks per nine last year, 4.97. Actually his career is 3.9. So he struggled with the walks. He's not getting those strikeouts. He's not missing a lot of bats An 82% contact rate for his career and 80 so far this year. So I'm going to go the other way and try to, to get some some Oakland bats in there you know Chris Davis is gonna obviously have an opportunity to go yard Chapman um to see who can get on top of the order Pinder usually plays against lefties but Simeon's been in there um so I'll go, I'll go Oakland I think there'll be some offense there as well um I'll you tell you what, what my tournament guy too just you know looking at pitcher wise as, yeah. as we go through I think Jay Happ is a real opportunity here definitely and, and he was better in his last start against the Angels although it's a lefty Against yeah. the Angels, which is one of the themes of our program until it changes otherwise. Right. You know, that first start was you know awful against the White Sox. We all know that. It wasn't thrilling against Boston, not what you would hope for. But you know, the last start against the Angels where he gave up two earned runs, struck out five guys. This is a national league here. He's gonna have the pitcher, and it's not Bumgarner he has to face. I think Hap is the tournament guy here uh, on the Saturday afternoon slate for me personally. Uh, and I, you know, Bieber, you can also make a case for that the tough thing is it is that Houston lineup, so if you're going to be a little contrarian, you got to be concerned about taking the lumps and worrying that whether or not Cleveland can compete enough offensively still. And, and Lindor is back. Do you think they can compete enough offensively with Lindor back in the lineup and hopefully, you know, things going in the right direction against Peacock and the Astros? Yeah, I do. Uh, they're, they're not near the top. I love the hop call. I mean, the Giants striking at 25% against lefties, the third worst Woba against lefties. It's in a great ballpark. Uh, so I like that hop call for him to get right. And yeah, there are some Cleveland bats have been going to like Lindor is, has been pricey from day one since it's been up. But Jose Ramirez is still a little bit of a, of a value of a discount. He's hitting the ball well. And you, you said it, right? Is it the second that they got cargo in that lineup, we knew it was eventually going to Right, just getting another professional hitter in there, just kind of cleaning <laughs> yeah. up. Well, that's the problem with the Yankees, right. all these guys that are quad A guys. I mean, you know, a guy like Carlos Gonzalez in the middle of that order just helps a little bit. It just helps kind of it does bridge the gap until you get everybody where they're supposed to be a little bit. Listen, I'm not, I'm not crazy about stacking Miami, but I, I also don't think Jake Garriott is – he's one of those better real-life pitchers than, than a fantasy guy. He doesn't strike out a lot of people. He walks guys. Uh, he does keep the ball on the ground, but another one who's – his XFIP much higher than, than his ERA. He's been pretty lucky. Uh, like I said, not getting those strikeouts and just the contact rate is, is, pretty, is pretty high for him. So I, I know it's tough to, oh, Miami's going to score some runs. But maybe you just like don't go go all in on a guy like Arietta. Maybe you just spend up on a J Hap, um, or obviously you know take the chalk and and Barrios. But for me, it's 
I think it could be an opportunity just to maybe get a Castro or a Walker in there, just a cheap bat who you know no, yeah, that is fair. Especially in that ballpark, there's always opportunity for home runs. A very home run friendly ballpark. All right, so the night slate, you've got some big names. You got Noah Syndergaard on the slate taking on uh, Woodruff and the Brewers. You've also got Clayton Kershaw back again uh, against the Pirates. It's going to be a great matchup. You're going to have to pay through the nose for that one. Mm-hmm. Uh, you got Mike Miner, who's been very good trying to pitch his way out of Texas and doing a very good job of that as well. Uh, you bring love him probably in that mid-range salary, and you get Fulton Evich back yeah. against the Rockies. So a lot going on here in the evening on Saturday. I'm curious, where does this take you when you see these names? And let me throw in the caveat that I watched Syndergaard's last start, and he was getting squeezed all over the place. So if you see the line you don't love, very inefficient. Whoever was behind the plate that night, I forget who it was. Actually, it was the day game against St. Louis. Uh, it, it was terrible. I mean, the, the strike zone calling was absolutely awful. He should have been out of many of those innings early on. So keep that in mind. If you see a bad last start, that might actually be an opportunity for Syndergaard. Yeah, he, I think he's uh, – I'm thinking about him as a tournament play. I, I wonder – I like that. Yeah, yeah people are going to sh- – Definitely. You look at the Brewers lineup, you see the potential, and you see some of the struggles from Syndergaard, even though the strikeouts have still been there for him. So he can rack up a few Ks. I think it's a strong tournament play. It's hard not to like Kershaw in this matchup. I know super chalky, very expensive. But, you know, the Pirates striking out the most against lefties. Yeah, they're getting some guys back in their lineup, and their lineup will improve. Their offense will improve. Well, and Musgrove is bad. pitching tonight too yeah, on Saturday. Yeah, so that's, that's one of those good. things too. Musgrove's been terrific. Yeah, I wonder good. if – if the theme of Saturday is, you know, if you're going to play, look, if you're going to play tournaments, maybe you go with the minor and the Musgrove and you play for the upsets here a little bit and you go that route because there are guys like Kershaw on there. And if you get Musgrove to be Kershaw, all of a sudden that's a huge swing in your favor. Right. I mean, there's, this is one of those, and I had this conversation actually with Greg when you were gone. We talked about, you know, because we had some feedback about cash. Like it was a brutal pitching slate. You don't have to play cash. Like if you're a cash game player, maybe you take the night off from cash, or maybe you just sprinkle in some tournament lineups and you get a guy like Syndergaard who's in a tough spot, who can get low ownership, and a guy like Musgrove who you know people are not going to be on because he's going up against Kershaw. Because I'm looking around, like Ronaldo Lopez is a huge fly ball pitcher who has struggled. We know John Gray has had his issues with blocks and home runs. And the Kansas City matchup and Lopez and Berea, like those guys are fly ball pitchers. You Darvish hasn't been able to get it right. Godley's at home who struggled with home runs is in a tough matchup. Mike Leak is an extreme contact guy who gets lit up all the time. And then there's Mike Miner and Seattle is destroying lefties this year. So where are you going to go? And Fulton is probably not going to give you five, six innings in this first start of the year. No, I don't think he will. Colorado. So it's a tough pitching slate. So tournament only. And you're going to be able to get guys like Syndergaard with a low ownership. And that's key. Yeah, I think it's a low ownership for Syndergaard and, and you'll probably get – Musgrove at a discount and when you look at how good Musgrove's been this year I, I think I take it and I think I fly with it I really do I think there's opportunity there with him uh, and minor as well against Mike Leake who you mentioned and maybe that also brings in Texas into play too. those bats we talked it about Mazzara on yesterday's show at the two home run game you hope he starts heating up a little bit I think Texas is in play for sure there uh, and like you said also really killed the John Gray thing too with the Braves I think that the Braves are certainly in play and we didn't really Highlight too much about you, Darvish, and Zach Godley, too. Probably a fair amount of offense in that one also. So probably if you're just looking for high total, I think the Cubs and Diamondbacks are probably where you want to go. But I, as much as I want to go and attack Ronaldo Lopez, I can't because the Tigers just – they're that bad. Like, yeah, I, just, I know. I know. You know I tried them. I, I, I tried it. I took a taste of the Tigers, and I uh, was trying to give them the benefit of the doubt. Even Castellanos, who's – you know, still pretty good return on investment, but, you know, they just haven't been good enough. And Cabrera 
Still waiting for him to really come alive. Do we jump on Lopez then? I'm just looking. His last start actually came in Detroit. He went six innings. He gave up seven hits, two earned runs. He had eight strikeouts. Like, he does strike guys. Out. Well, that is, innings. that is the ultimate, you know, <laughs> you're, you're going to go, go out there and you're going to throw some money on the wall. Maybe. I think, you know what? I think that's the one you do with Syndergaard. Yes. Or that's the one if you're pairing up with Kershaw. You with Kershaw. That. And you go up to some big bats there if you really feel Detroit's that bad and Lopez ownership is going to be just rock bottom. I can get yeah. behind that one. I really can. It's, it's the only points. start where he hasn't walked a guy. It's, it's, he's had five starts. It's he's such given an up indictment on Detroit. Point. It really is. Right. Yeah, it, it is. Like, he can, like I said, he can strike guys out, but it's the walks, right? So he had zero walks and zero home runs allowed. He can't say that about any other start. I mean, look at his starts. Four walks, four walks, four walks, two. He had a game against Seattle. He gave up three bombs. Followed it up with three bombs against Tampa. Pitched against the Royals. Gave up a bomb. So, I mean, maybe he, he found something in his last start against Detroit. He had some success so yeah me and DraftKings. I, I think i've talked myself into it Cindergarten lopez or a kershaw and lopez i think it's a good one too yeah i don't think it's bad either and make sure you get the right lopez in your lineup too just you know yeah, yeah. want to end up with the wrong lopez all right so let's go over to sunday's games here let's talk about the one o'clock so you got chris sale on the slate against tampa still waiting to find out who that pitcher is going to be for the rays uh, also you've got uh kevin gossman for the braves who's pitched pretty well since he's been back from injury uh, going against the Colorado Rockies in the one o'clock slate. You also have Matthew Boyd, who's had a pretty good start to the season. But again, that Tiger lineup, the run support has not been there. Sonny Gray, another guy who's been better than I could have imagined. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> I, I was actually looking into his numbers last night. I hate giving him credit, but he has. And then you got Jack Flaherty, who I know is one of your boys. But mm-hmm. uh, take me through this one. What side of the Sonny Gray-Jack Flaherty matchup do you like more? I personally like Sonny Gray, and I can't believe I'm saying that. But I feel like Sunday Gray is actually the safer play in this one. I mean, he has been pretty good. I, I very surprised with that. He's not getting W's, but he's, he's not getting W's. But it's not because yeah, he's not getting the run support. I'm on the Flaherty side. I know he's going to be more expensive. You know, his last start was very encouraging. I mean, he's faced Milwaukee three times. I mean, that's so tough to do. I mean, he faced them twice in Milwaukee. Faced him two times in a row, and he racked up 10 strikeouts in his last start in six innings against them. So the strikeouts are going to be there. The Reds are striking out. Their offense is sputtering. I do like them to eventually turn around, but that I'm gonna I'll lean Flaherty on that side. I I think you know Sonny Gray is as good as he's been, and I'm with you. It's been very surprising. I think it's I think it's gonna come crashing. (laughs) Well, Gosman to me is that guy in the middle that I like. Where if you you don't want to risk Sonny Gray. Then Gossman, Braves at home. You, you like that matchup there. I know Colorado's a very good lineup, especially now with Murphy back. That lineup's gotten longer now. And Dahl, I, I like – I still think Gossman is that good of a pitcher. And I, I was very high on him last year. My question, I think the biggest question of the Sunday slate is, where do you put Chris Sale in your mind? Because the last outing was good. Yeah, it was so, good. And now he's facing the Tampa team, who's been very good. However, that's a lineup that there are some strikeouts in as well. So putting it out there – Let's say that price is, you know, it's normal Chris Sale price. You're not getting a discount. Do you feel good about throwing him out there? I think the answer is yes for me because I think that the ownership will still be not as high as it should be necessarily on sale. Yeah, and I'm curious with this price because he we had the we had the rainout game on Monday and he was he was like the ninth price pitcher on the board. I couldn't believe it. Like he was definitely going to you know have a high ownership, but it was warranted. Yeah, you mentioned the Rays, a 30% strikeout rate tied for the, the most against lefties with the Pirates, so it's a great opportunity for Sale. He had 10 strikeouts his last, his last outing. The 
you know, the, the velocity was up. So yeah, absolutely. I'm looking at this main slate and I'm seeing where the early slate, I'm, he's the best pitcher by far. Like we're, we're, we're looking at Boyd and yeah, he's been really good. Where's the run support going to come? We don't know who's pitching for Tampa. He's probably going to come out. Stanek maybe he gives you one inning, two innings. So I think it's a good opportunity for sale. He's not going to be priced where he was opening day. Like he's All still right, going to so get a discount. In the one o'clocks on Sunday, or should I say the early games on Sunday, collectively, where are you looking for offense? Uh, I know Matt's was not good his last time out. Are we going to go to the Brewers here, even though it's a lefty? Or are we going to go and stick with the Twins against the Orioles, which is, I mean, always a pretty safe bet. Yeah, Bundy is is their worst pitcher by far. Yep. Uh, so, I mean, high fly ball, fly ball rate, home runs. Twins bats are going to be pricey, but I'm going to like them. I like some of these Braves, again, against a lefty and Tyler Anderson, Albies, Marcakis, Donaldson's bat starting to heat up. I think that's going to be a strong stack as well. And I'll go to some of these Washington bats. I know Zimmerman has been disappointing, but he can hit lefties pretty well. So uh, I will have a little bit of exposure to, to some Nats. But, yeah, it's the Twins, man. Like, don't – don't shy away, guys, because it's going to be chalk and they're pricey. There's going to be enough value here. Use the Line Star app. They're really good at just determining value. They've been dead on with a lot of their value plays so far this season, and the Twins are just going to be able to have success. They just went through this exact rotation a week ago and destroyed them. I'm going to try to separate on Sunday, too, and just do 1 o'clock because I don't like the 4 o'clocks at all. I, I mean, Quintana has, was good. We you know we were on the Quintana and Darvish train when everybody was uh, playing the Marlins and we were right all over there. Mm-hmm. Quintana's been better, but still in Arizona, still a little tricky there. I like it. I don't love it. Herman's another one of these guys who's sometimes he gives you a great outing, sometimes not. I think it's very trappy <laughs> on a Sunday afternoon. Herman, National League, okay, but it's not the same old Yankees run support wise. I know he was decent his last start. I'm not loving that one either. You got Lance Lynn and Swanson. It just feels like a whole lot of offense. <laughs> even, yeah. even in the, la- the last one, too, you get Rich Hill coming back here against Trevor Williams. Williams, a much better real-life pitcher than a fantasy pitcher. Definitely. There's nothing here that gets me excited at all in these four games that are in the 4 o'clock hour. I, I would think separate. Don't play the all-day. Just play the 1 o'clocks and try to you know, keep some of those offensive performances out of the 4 o'clock you know, games that could mess you up. Yeah, well said. Sunday is always a tricky day, guys, to play DFS too. You got to get a little creative with your lineups and crazy because you know the guys you are. You get a lot of guys out. You exactly. get the secondary catchers, and sometimes those are opportunities. I yeah, I to jump on value. Talk about that. Yeah, talk about those guys when you get the day games after the night game, and you get those secondary catchers out there too. Catcher's one of these things, especially, you know, now you don't have to worry about it on a fan duel, but on the DraftKings side, it's still there. Yeah. <laughs> still staring us in the face like kickers used to. And I think when you look at it, you try to – are you somebody that just uses that as who's, the, who's playing, who's the cheapest, and punt on it? Or are you somebody that really tries to find the guy who's got the decent matchup in the, and really care about it a little bit more? Maybe you pay another couple hundred dollars for what you think might be the better matchup. Yeah, a little bit of both, to be honest with you. Well, that's I, fair. I, that's a fair yeah, answer. On, on Sunday, I try to find value of guys, like you said, that don't get in the lineup every single day. And guys, usually, you'll see a good five or six throughout the course of the year. I bet you on average, you'll see a good five or six guys who will probably be in the top 15 in terms of pricing. So they're good hitters. Just get the day off. And, and whether it's a guy, platoon guy, like, for example, Steve Pierce comes in. We've mentioned him numerous times. When, when they're facing a lefty, he just jumps into the lineup he's in the three spot and he checks in it just like dirt cheap so I think you there's always an opportunity for some of those guys um you know to pay up for uh, you mentioned Herman and you're right it, it is it does seem like a little bit of a trap but 
looking at all of these pitchers, he may be my favorite one on the board just because of the fact he can strike guys out and the Giants have a lot of guys. Oh, I, I think by comparison, yeah. But yeah. I just I mean we got Homer Bailey and Matt Harvey facing each other today. I mean Well, you know what? Let let's talk about it because there's two guys to talk about. One is Lucchese and the other guy is Homer Bailey. And Homer Bailey's been very good. I mean, this is another guy too. You, you leave him for dead or whatever it is and you go, oh whatever. And then all of a sudden he has that one inning start we get bombed. Yeah. And the ERA flies up. But before that, against the Yankees, six innings, six Ks, uh, one earned run. And against Cleveland, which, again, these aren't the regular old Cleveland and Yankee lineups, but still right. seven innings, uh, two walks, six strikeouts, no earned runs. So although he's, you know, you look at the ERA and you kind of run the other way, outside of that Tampa game that really kind of tainted it, Homer Bell has been pretty decent this year. He has. He's been getting some strikeouts. Like the strikeouts are there. Um, I'm I'm not buying in. I know the I'm Angels not either, but I, I think it's I think it's worth at least noting. And I guess the hard part is too. Maybe the question is, would you buy in considering it is the Angels and because that lineup outside of Trout is not very good? Yeah, it's. You're right. It's not very good, and it's a good spot for them. But at the same time, like the Angels just don't strike out. Like they have the, the highest contact rate in baseball. Right. It's amazing to think that they just. Don't they don't strike out. out and they don't generate much. <laughs> they don't do anything with the hits. Yeah. Yeah. Like, so it, there, is a, there is an opportunity to spend down, and you know that Harvey is not going to be able to limit the damage himself, even against the Royals lineup. He's just, he's just not missing any bats. So there is an opportunity maybe to be a little contrarian here with a GPP option, considering the fact that Bailey, you know, only pitched one inning last, last time out and, and was rocked. So there, there is a slight opportunity. I think there's going to be some spots this year where we can talk about Bailey. Maybe it's, it's at home like this one, you know, in a, in a pitcher friendly ballpark where, cause he, well, he's going to get dealt fly ball. Right? I think that's, that's one thing yeah. you can count on for sure. And then Lucchese is another guy too, against Hellickson, who I think is, you know, by comparison to some of the other nationals pitchers beatable, but yeah. also you're getting probably the lesser nationals lineup on a Sunday. I think Lucchese is another one guy who has strikeout potential, who's going to be a little bit cheaper than some of the other guys. And I think certainly uh, worth exploring as well on Sunday. Yeah, I mean, especially if Rendon, I mean, Rendon has been out of the lineup. So, it, like, if Rendon sits on Sunday or, you know, Robles sits or, or maybe even Soto, if one of those, you know right. what I mean? Then all of a sudden you're like, that. that's an example of, like, okay, well, Cassie, I'm going to jump on him because – If they sit the Soto in that lineup against Lucchese, well, that's, that's something that I would pay attention to and I would have some shares there. I think that would be a very wise thing to do. Was like, we already talked about the Twins this weekend being, a, um, you know, what we like for sure. Uh, we definitely are on them. We are certainly talking about on the opportunity there with Musgrove on Saturday uh, night uh, and Syndergaard as well. And minor, those are some pitchers there that you can really take advantage of in the night slate uh, when you're separating them out on the Sunday, we're looking at it and it looks more like you want to play the one o'clock and just kind of let the four o'clock go. If you can do that, that's probably the best practice. I think anything else weekend wise that you want to note here for our listeners, Chris, that, uh, you see either trend wise or maybe even stack wise to pay attention to as things go on. Um, not, not really from, from just what you said. I mean, I'm going to continue guys with Minnesota, whether that's hammering the over, picking them by two, uh, stacking some of their bats. If you're in a home run pool, it's just, it's all good opportunity for the twins to continue to have success. Their bats are, have woken up because they just face this pitching staff. Um, but yeah, that, that's, that's really about it. Oakland on Saturday. I like is, is an option and yes, Sundays just keep an eye on lineups guys. We're always available on Twitter. You want to reach out to us. Absolutely. And Saturday too, with Jay happen. I want to, I want to reaffirm yep, that. Good too. call. 
in the oh. National League ballpark there. Hap, Hap was better last time out. He, he will continue to get better. And in season long, too, you know, if you're playing in season long leagues, when some of the stuff we're talking about, it matters too. Trend wise, try to be ahead of it, try to be on some of these guys, trying to acquire them, whether it's a Homer Bailey before he gets dealt, especially if they have one inning bad start, whether it's Jay Hap, who's got a, you know, a rough start, certainly when you look at uh, his April so far. But, you know, guys that will be better as it goes on. Hap, I think, is one of those guys. He pitched very well for the Yankees last year, and I think he will be. But look, you know, it's, it's a weekend where I think. There are certainly investments you can make on the safe side with the Kershaws, with the Burrioses, and if you just want to go that route, if you want to get a little fancier, I think Miner, I think Musgrove, those are two for me for sure. And that Cubs Diamondback series, I think there's going to be some a lot of runs, there. a lot yeah. of runs there. I think that's the one where I've got my most attention on. So if you want more help besides us in the podcast, make sure you are downloading the Line Star app and you are using it to use the optimizer and all the tools on there. It's just fantastic. And when you do, make sure you upgrade as well and get that premium package because that is absolutely fantastic. I mean, gives you the best return on investment, guys. It helps you optimize all your lineups, helps you go through, uh, find the stats that you need, and it's all right there for you. It's super user-friendly to, to get in there and plug around with and uh, incredibly helpful, too. We've brought some of those names over on the podcast. We go through it. So on Monday, we'll do that same thing again as we'll bring our information. We'll bring information from the app. And uh, when you use everything together, it's uh, it's a win, baby. And that's yeah. what we're all about. Oh, yeah, for sure. There's there's a tool on there that I just actually came across, uh, you know, the dashboard tab mm-hmm. where you can look at the lineups and it, and it shows you the pricing. It'll update when, when lineups are in there. But what I like about because it's going to be – I think it's going to be a tricky weekend in terms of weather, right? Where the yeah, it's another one where weather. So, look, we're recording this before the weekend yeah. launches – so we can get you some information out there for the entire weekend as like a bonus show. But Chris is right. Make sure you're paying attention to obviously any twists and turns that happen on that East Coast weather swing. They got an hourly there. I mean, I'll tell you right through from five to six o'clock to seven to eight to nine to ten. And they got the wind direction, the chance of precipitation um, and, you know, the risk of, you know, rolling out some guys in that lineup. So it's definitely you'll, you're going to want to pay attention to the, the, the dashboard tool. All right. You can follow us on the Twitter machine at JoePizzaPS17, at Chris Meany, and, of course, at LineStar App. And uh, that'll do it for us. We have a great weekend of baseball ahead of us. More Vladimir Guerrero Jr. You got NFL draft stuff going on. It's a great sports weekend, and we hope you're playing DFS and having a good time as well. We'll be back again Monday to rock and roll. There's only one thing left to do, and that's step out of the on-deck circle and go yard. We'll see you next time, kids. On Deck Podcast, brought to you by LineStar. Hit subscribe, tell a friend, and stay tuned for the next episode from fantasy baseball experts Joe Pizapia and Chris Minnie.